episode number 136 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan and myself, Kyle Gregg. So Tom, you've got your fancy pants glasses back on and your, your, your TRS French headquarters with the, the good old general in the back there. Uh, and you, you've got, I remember seeing this jumper that you've got on as well. You've had this on before. I think it was like maybe episode 15 or something, you know, when, when the chat was really, really bad and really muffled and uh, oh you know, yeah, those are the days. The only good thing about TRS back then were the interviewees. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so tell tell us what tell us the top that you've got on, and tell us a little bit about how your week's gone. That is, this is a. I mean, talk about like a cold open. This is this is grim. If we're starting with what I'm wearing, I'm wearing a London Marathon jumper. <laughs> listeners, that's oh, it. It's it's a it's a London Virgin Money London Marathon 2018 jumper. That's what it is. Look at that. So, eh? so I've, I've worn this before. Um, no, no, I'm well, yeah. It ends in that jumper, though. It's just three LZN, yeah. Quite, quite trendy, that is it? I guess so. I guess so. I'm, I'm, I just want to make sure I look like a tourist cruising around Paris, you know, wearing uh, <laughs> wearing clearly British stuff. Anyway, I'm very well, Kyle. I'm very well. Spring has arrived in Paris and it's it's a, a balmy 18 degrees, uh, today, tomorrow. So I'm 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 loving it. I'm out and about in my shorts, sticking out like clearly like the. Scottish guy abroad. I was down the track on Saturday, melting, and there was guys in like long sleeves and really? and hats and all that. And I'm there, you know, down to like a vest and shorts. I, if it, yeah. if I knew the people better, I would have gone taps off. I think I might oh. go in the future. Um, but no, it's cool. From the the national 10k champion again, though. So, so I had another session with her on the Saturday. So it was the same drill. I'm not going to go into it again. It's a great. There are a great bunch of people. I'm not, and I'm really enjoying it. She's a very good athlete, and this is. This is quite embarrassing, actually. We did four by two k. Yeah. Um, the session, so we went out. and We agreed we're going to run the, run it like between around about three twenty k pace because the chat was um was half marathon pace. I said in my broken French, I'm saying, yeah, we we yeah, some arse, it's okay. And also, so everything's discussed in French. I should handle. And listeners who don't know me, my French is not that good. So <laughs> I'm trying to understand not only how far we're going, but the recovery, the time, the pace, all this in French and. And uh, also, I'm, I'm still kind of converting back to miles to get a... Anyway, all I wanted to know is, what is 320 pace in per lap? Because I'm starting to get a good handle on lap pace, lap split now, because I'm thinking, right, I can... So it's an easy calculation, 80 seconds a lap. So we agreed that. And anyway, so off we go. There's, there's, uh, there's about 20 from the club down there, and our, our group went off. There's about six of us for the session. And it was like straight in a line. So in a, in a line of, of runners. And I oh. slotted in at like third third in the row, and she was she was on the front for the first two laps. And then sure enough, the boy in front of me, and Xavier, good lad, he went off, he went to the front. And we, with her, we clipped off a couple of like 79 second laps. And he yeah, goes to the front and he clips off a couple of 78s. Oof. So I went to the front for the last lap of the 2K. And because uh, she waved someone around, she was waving for me to come around. So I came around on the home straight with a, with a lap to go, went around and we, and it was the last lap. So we, we ran that in 77 seconds. So fine. Yeah. And she looked a little bit miffed. Anyway, we, but she didn't say anything. We did the two minute recovery, went off again. And uh, sure enough, we I went to the front after two laps and actually stayed on the front to the last. Yeah, so two, did two laps in the front. And I was running 77s again. Yeah. And then someone else came around the front. And to be fair, the guy came around the front after me for the last lap, closed us at 75s. So really oh. pushing on a wee bit. And I'm, I'm thinking, I don't know what that is in K pace. I can't do the maths at that stage while running. And I'm just, oh, no, it's, it's lap splits. Anyway, and she sort of says to me, you know, uh, you can't go too fast. When you go on the front, you can't go too fast because people can't follow. Is it what I think she said? And I'm pretty sure she said that. 
So I was like, oh, I can tell you something. Like, so, and I was trying to be a bit more bullish. Yeah, it's fine. Don't worry. Anyway, same story on the next, on the third rep. Embarrassingly, on the fourth rep, what happens? Tommy gets dropped on the last lap, <laughs> on the last rep. So like third, third lap, and I just couldn't, I just didn't have the legs. I don't know what happened. I just didn't have the legs. And sure enough, so this group, they sail, her and the, this bloke sail, this lad, they sail off. And they put, I don't know, like we were running, the first three reps are all 631, 632, 631. And the last lap, the last 2K rep was six, for me, it was a 639. So really cracked a bit. And I just didn't have it. And I could tell she looked like, told you so. Oh, yeah. You know, I told yeah. you so, you're going too hard. <laughs> anyway, but that was oh, good. It's a good oh. session. Good I'd session. Say, I'm feeling good. Is that what the Instagram picture was? Tommy and the, and the, the Thomas and Tank Engine and Friends? It was indeed, yeah. It was uh, in the train. Yeah, it was cool. That should be a that should really be a theme tune. That well, maybe Tommy we can do it. We do like a like do a special edition with some one day, some one guests day we'll on Thomas. And copyrights from uh, you know Thomas and I don't know who who, who writes. I don't Thomas know who it would be the. I'm not sure who owns it, but anyway, what good session and I'm really I've got to say I'm really getting into this. Like I've never trained in solid groups before. You know, we talk listeners have listened to this the last couple of years. Know both me and Kyle do a lot of our training on our own. Um, and it's been really interesting for me. It's been a, a real, uh, real eye opener just to arrive to a session, be told what to do, and do it with a group. And everyone pretty much stays at the same pace. And you get you at the last rep, it's it becomes a bit strung out, but it feels very control. A lot of the sessions are quite controlled. Um, so it's good. I'm really enjoying it. Really enjoying um, being. I'm really enjoying being on the track. Like, I feel like um, I feel like I'm really in training more than on the track. I know you've trained a lot, a lot on the track over the years. First time really for me, and it's it's cool. So no, it's good, good week. Are you finding that you're getting? I mean, it's maybe too early to tell, but you find you're getting quicker. Do you find you've got a little bit more, um, you know, control over the pace that you're running at? Or I think know? I'm learning. This is going to sound really daft, but I'm learning how to run on the, the track a bit more. Like on a road rep, I don't know what on a road rep. It's sort of see. I mean, I guess a lap is a lap. You're doing a lap at Duthie Park. It doesn't, it's still a lap, but I feel like because it's like I've never really run in such tight laps before. That it's kind of um, yeah, it, it's you. I don't really look at my watch at all in terms of pace during the rep because it's. And again, this is an obvious thing to say for people who trained on the track. I haven't really before. It, there's no point in looking at your pace on the rep during the lap because it's like it's far too. You're in such a tight circle; it doesn't really mean that much. But the split is everything. Um, so I'm I'm feeling like I'm starting to get a good handle now. As someone who's always thought of in mile pace now, I, so now I understand. For me. Yeah, I can run 80 second laps for quite a quite comfortably. I'm pretty sure that's somewhere on half marathon pace. But if I start with to squeeze that further down, then I know that I'm uh, I can I can't hold it for so long. So it's good. I think in terms of am I getting quicker? You know, the start of the year I did eight by a k on the track, and I was running like 79, 80 seconds. And now I'm doing like four by two k, and we did a couple of weeks ago the two by four k with a couple of k's at the end as well. All generally sub 80 seconds so i think it's yeah i'm getting i'm getting fitter i'm not as fit as i was last year i don't think but i'm i'm getting fitter and how's your knee mate touch wood the knees the knees holding up um uh i'm, I'm in my endorph my current shoe and this is some, maybe some list i'm intrigued to hear yours in a minute so i know <coughs> listeners hopefully the listeners love this sort of chat current shoe rotation for me so day-to-day mileage just like salt steady miles are the adidas solar glides i really like them i like I think I love the continental grip, especially if it's sometimes the pavements here are a bit greasy. And I just think boost, I'm really enjoying it. I find it a really nice um, foam to run in that you can get that it's just, it's soft, it's comfortable, but I feel like I can run 
I can be running eight minute miles, it's fine, but I can pick up and run. I mean, today I've had a pair on and I ran, I was right there a couple of miles at like six twenties in my evening run. So I think that's on some strides actually. So yeah. really enjoying that shoe for this sort of that one. So I always rotate with three easy, easy, easy days. I tend to put on the um, Nike, uh, what's it called? Epic React, which I really like. It's a really, oh no, Infinity React, sorry, which is really just super soft, just for absolute plodding, really like that. And then for my sessions, I'm putting on the um, Softening Speed, the Endorphin Speed, which is uh, which I just love. And do you know what? Someone on the track asked me if I was sponsored by Saucony on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, no. Come on, man. I said, sponsored? He's like, yeah. Uh, he says, yeah, you don't see many Saucony shoes around. So I can tell really? you I'm not sponsored. Man. You don't see many of them around here. Really? Everyone's, you... everyone's in vapes. Everyone in the group is in vape flies on the track. Everyone. When they're vapor flies on the track? On, like, on the track. Seriously, yeah. Obviously, that's a training shoe then, is it? Yeah, they love it. Absolutely <laughs> love it. And what it's easier to get hold of here. Yeah. See your your athletes that you're running with, like what's what's their level, like what's their range, your your group that you're running in, what's their kind of, let's say for example, 10k range or PBs. Are you are you like the the, the fastest or? So on on the fastest or on paper, I, I think if you took like PBs on paper, I'm at like five or six, I think. But okay. in terms of current form, there's a few guys I see on the Strava group who don't go the tra- who don't go the track that much. Um, I think in current form, I would probably sit like eight or nine. There's, yeah. I know that. So on the fourth of April, the club are organising a, it's like a day of races on a measured loop in the park, which is a, it's a great loop actually. When you can we need to do some sessions on it, it's a, it's a lovely loop, closed roads on the weekend, and it's actually nice. where the Paris Marathon comes through during its last like like three k. So it's a proper, really good road to run on. Anyway, there's going to be a race on the fourth. There's a ten k half, thirty k, and marathon yeah. on that day. My, I plan to do the half. Um, but there's actually a lot of them are doing 30k and I get the impression that they really step below half and actually because they're all wanting to do a marathon and 30k I'd never even heard of that as a really as a race distance I've never heard of that but what's interesting a lot of them have got half and marathon times that are like I would say solid you know like you know somewhere between 230 and 240 yeah and they're but their 10ks are nothing that you know again comparatively or relatively not worth writing home about so I wonder if there's which is strange because there's a lot of 10Ks around here. Um, so anyway, we'll see. It'll be interesting to see when we finally race because there's a bunch of guys who I train with who were a little bit in front of me in January. I'm now off the front. I'm now pushing ahead of them now. Oh, really? With, uh, yeah, with uh, Samira, the French uh, champion, and uh, yeah. this other guy. So it's interesting. It's cool. Wow. And, it, and again, it's... I, and you know what's interesting as well? When you train with people you don't really know, mm-hmm. I don't know about you and the listeners, but I'm someone who, when I train with mates, say I'm training with the, the boys I used to run with back home, like the uh, like Rico, Ben Ward, Cameron Strack, and these guys. Yeah, you know where you are in the pecking order always. But equally, you don't want to get, you don't want to be, the, you work super hard because you don't want to get, you, there's almost like a pride thing here. And there, here, I'm like, I'm much less competitive with these people because I don't really know or care yeah. how I stack up. Maybe as I get to know them, I might do. But I don't, I mean, honestly, we move at the track and there's 20 of us all chatting. They're all stood around the track. And honestly, I'm generally stood on my own at the side. Because A, I can't keep up with the conversation, and B, I don't know anyone. I'm like, you know, it's you know, I'm, I'm not ashamed to admit that, but it's, it's, it'll be interesting to see how, how if I, if I as as I start to get to know more people and maybe get some beers in at some point, and some races, that it'll be interesting to see if that competitiveness changes. I like it. I like it. Oh, well, that's uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward. I, I see some of them uh, started following us on Instagram, the team Langlanders. 
Did they? Nice. Aye, nice. Aye. Uh, so shout out if any of them are listening. Yeah, yeah. So Team Langlingers, shout out to you all. Um, so yeah, in terms of the shoes, that I, I was having a, a good think there about the sh- my kind of changeover and swaps of shoes that I, that I have. Um, and really, the only ones I really shot, swap out are my Zoom Fives. My old version of the Zoom Fives, I wear them all the time. You still own them? Blimey, you must have a lot of miles in those now, have you? Oh, oh Christ, I should see my Strava. It's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, the, the default is a Zoom Five. I mean, okay. I, I don't find, you know, some people love to, you know, change how many, what shoes they're wearing on Strava and stuff like that. I don't have bother fanning about doing that. You know, I just shove my, shove my session on, the, on Strava and off I go, you know. Uh, I'll look at it at some point if I need to. That's not a good. It's a maybe a good and a bad thing. Uh, but I've got four Zoom flies and they've still got a good bit of bounce in them left, Tommy. I'm, nice. I'm quite, uh, you know, I was, having, I was having a think about. It. I haven't really treated myself for a while, you know. Like <clears throat> I haven't bought myself anything, and I thought well, I'll buy myself some shoes, and I thought I don't need any. Like, so, what, what, so what would you do? So you're going out for an easy run. What do you throw yeah. on? Zoom on flies? the trip. Zoom fly on the road. What are you? What if you're going for a long run on the trails? Zoom flies. Really? For you put them on for everything? If it's if it's a good runnable trail, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm wow. Just, like, I mean, a lot of the trails around here, you know, they're not technical, they're quite flat. So yeah. Um, yeah, I'll just stick them on. Because a lot of what I do That's interesting. Around, around here is door to trail. Uh, mm-hmm. so you can, you know, you can get away with just wearing a flatty for your for your trails. Flatty. I've never heard anyone describe a Zoom fly as a flatty. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. I would call that as a your race shoe, but um and yeah, and then you know, if I go out and do a session, I'll wear my zoom flies outside and uh on the treadmill I'll wear my zoom flies and they they've they've lasted a good bit of time. Like the upper is brilliant on them. Uh and yes. you know, and, and compared to the the hoka I've got, not the Clifton, I can't remember the name of it, Bondi, I think. Oh um, yeah. The you know the upper's just disintegrated, and I've found mm. that with a lot of my hookers I've had, the upper just does not last. Um, and I think it could be to do with the shape of my feet. I've got these massive bunions in my left and my right foot, and they just they just split the upper. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, I've got you know I have got other shoes that I would put on. I've got my Salomon shoe tra- uh, trail shoes that I'll, I'll mm. wear for, you know, if I want a, a break from the zoom flies and. The, the the current Zoom flies that I've got are the like twenty seventeen, not twenty seven, twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen, twenty nineteen maybe. The ones okay. I got in the outlet for like twenty quid or something. Oh yeah, yeah. was that? And, yeah, I remember. I remember when you got those. People are going to be thinking, "What a cheapskate that Kyle is!" And I, I tell you, the best, the it's an absolute bargain. Those shoes and. They've lasted me to the, you know, I'm not, I'm not getting any quicker, and maybe I'm not getting, might be getting slower with them. I don't know, but they have got the element of carbon in them, and the carbon, I don't know if the carbon's still there. It's not. It's that'll not be, surely that'll be, that'll be. I don't think you'll be getting much out of that anymore. Nah, I, I mean, but that's, but I like them. I like they're really comfy, um, and you know they work for me. And I sometimes wear like, uh, you know, a cup some of my really old race shoes, race flats that I've got. And the, the cushioning's probably gone in them, but when you're wearing a race flat, you don't really need any any cushioning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you're talking about, you know, just normal back in the day, traditional race flat shoe. Um, so like, you know, something like the the Asics, uh, well God, was it the is it not the GT? 
Uh, oh, the, I know uh, what you mean. It was like DS trainer or something. Was it all those sort of? Yeah, the, no, it's the hypersp- hyperspeed. Oh. I uh, you used to have the Brooks Hyperion. Remember that one? Got that one, yeah. Yeah, that's when you you uh, had to pick up a run for it. Yeah, you picked my race, those shoes up, and then you called my my race number was K Babe. That was yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's those never forget times. that day. Um, times. So yeah, reminiscing, yeah, reminiscing. But they'll never. I mean, I, I've got like. I think I told you this last week, listeners. I've got this stack of trophies that I want to tell everyone about in a in a really slow week. But yeah, this is not that week. It's not that week. We've got um, you know, we've got we've got a date. We've got a du- not a double date tonight, Tommy. You've got a date at eight o'clock, and uh, you know, I've got a date watching the serpent tonight as well. So oh, nice. We're we're gonna we're gonna try and uh, you know get cut to the chase for once, folks. Um, and uh, tonight we you know talking about. Uh, well, we've been talking about speedy, speedy runners other than now. Johnny Glenn, uh, our man, who we said we, we teased you up last week, the silver medalist in the National Cross Country Champions, Championships last year. And uh, this guy is going to, you know, my prediction this year is Johnny Glenn is going to be, um, you know, the up and coming Callum Hawkins. Uh, so without further ado, Here's our conversation with Johnny Glenn. Oh, oh yeah, here we go. Crystal wow. clear, much better, mate. That better. I, I, Johnny, that I, thought better. Gonna, I thought that was your, your actual voice there. Eh? No, <laughs> yeah, it could have been, but no. No, that's, that sounds a bit better. So, uh, yeah, so, well, welcome to TRS, uh, Johnny Glenn. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. How are you guys? Oh, we're we're great. Yeah, right. we're, um, we're 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 delighted to to be you know speaking to other people other than the, you know our our our, our wives and uh, yeah, Tom as well. You know, <laughs> so it's, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so uh, well, thanks for coming on. Then um, it's it, you. You said you're a listener as well. Are you? Do you listen to TRS? Sometimes a few. Yeah, I listen to a few podcasts. that have been enjoyable. Ah, no, well, I, we'll have to take out the bits we slagged you. I'm joking. We didn't. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah, I can take a slag. And <laughs> so I guess actually, so I'm, I'm, I would put my mortgage on the bulk of our listeners will know, know all about you, Johnny, and and uh, I guess really, you know, you're a name that you know you know in the circuit. But I think because you had that, you obviously had some time away, and we'll come maybe to your time at New Mexico. But you've had about a couple of big results in the last year. We saw you run. Uh, I mean, recently the the five k and five, um, we've seen you don a Scotland vest um, at the uh, inter counties and whatnot. You know, you're competing uh, top level, particularly cross country. We've seen the last few years. Let's maybe rewind the clock a wee bit. So tell us about your background. How did you get into athletics? So I've uh, yeah, I've been asked this a few times, and ever since I was a kid, it's, it wasn't always something that I'd. Uh, been particularly interested in um, but one day I can remember it was my very first race uh, and it was for a day off of school um, so that was the, the, the main kind of focus there and uh, it, was a, it was a Wednesday and it was one of these school cross-country meets so I went and I ran really well I think I was first or second in my age group we're talking primary school uh, so I maybe would have been maybe nine or ten years old and um Turns out I was pretty good at it. And then from there on, I kind of done a few more of these after school cross countries. And and then 
a couple of people noticed and, and decided, oh, would you like to, to kind of give this a go if this is what you can do when you're not training? Um, how about you come along? And that's when Inverclyde came along and they offered the times that were that were offered. Yeah, Inverclyde came, came along and, and, and offered me to, to come along and train with them. So ever since then, I've never looked back. Um, came up through the ranks with, with Janice, who's a a household name as well, and then moved on to moved on to Mark Pollard, who's been been coaching me probably ever since I was maybe under thirteen level. And wow, yeah, um, it's wow. yeah, it's been a good relationship with Mark. Uh, we've we've had our ups and downs. Is um, <laughs> probably not the easiest person to coach at times. Ask a lot of questions, uh, get yeah. frustrated, but uh, I think it shows that kind of there's a passion there. But Mark knows how to deal with me in a pretty decent way. Um, and it's always worked. We've always bounced well off each other. Uh, and he's, he's progressed me really well as an athlete and I trust his training. And as I say, ever since I was under 13, it was I was, I, I was always there or thereabouts. Um, I think I would say our, my age group at the time and the under 13 level was very, very competitive. Uh, there was probably someone different winning every week. There was never an, an outside favourite, uh, an out-and-out favourite, sorry. Um, and then every week on week, we used, used to be beating each other. Uh, I remember you and Gillum beat me for oh, so yeah. many years until that one time at the West Districts, I think it was under 15, I beat him finally. Huh. Um, nice. And, nice. and uh, yeah, that was a that was a big moment in my career. I'll still remember. I'm sure he won't remember <laughs> <it>. <laughs> in my career, but um, yeah, no, it was it was it, it's been good and it's been a and it's been a journey. It's been tough. It's been filled with ups and downs. I've wanted to quit. I've wanted to dreams have been sky high. And and as you guys know, these these things sometimes things don't always happen. Some things you do. So, but it's been really good. It's been good up until now. So, yeah, brilliant. What would, well, I mean, what's you know, I've got to say, it's great to still have you in the sport with you know, because both of us are you know, not to the level you're at, but it, it is, it's a journey, isn't it? You know, and athletics is just a journey yeah. of ups and downs. Um, now I just wanted to, you know, just dive into some of the, the downs that you've had, you know, what just so that listeners can understand, you know, how you know you've had some downs and how, how yeah. you've dealt with it. Um, so what, what are some of those like kind of downs that you've you've had and you know how did you, you deal with them yeah i mean downs happen on a a weekly monthly yearly basis it really yeah. it really doesn't um really doesn't comes a kind of comes out of nowhere sometimes um obviously a disappointment sometimes of of putting in the hard effort graft yeah. training and you're not getting the results that you want yeah. Um, through injury struggles, luckily touch wood, I've never had severe injury injury issues, which has um, been a positive factor in my development. Uh, it's yeah. allowed me to keep developing on a kind of decent level path, obviously, until we came to to the UNM. But again, we'll touch on that maybe later. But um, yeah, no, it's um, running is a is such a tough sport. It's one of the toughest sports there is out there. So. What I was always told is that more likely than not, you're going to have more bad days than you're going to have good days. Um, your good days are going to come when everything clicks. Um, yeah. You need to be on tip-top form. Everything needs to be 100% stars aligned for you to really, really run run well. So yeah. the, the, the dealing with disappointment, 
everybody deals with it in different ways. Um, one thing I always found, and I thought it was a really good um, kind of motto to carry with me in life was after any result, you can dwell on it for 24 hours. And then after that, it's straight back to training. So that goes with yeah. wins or or defeats. Um, you've got 24 hours to analyse it, enjoy it, or be disappointed. And then after that 24 hours, it's straight back to the drawing board and, and kind of getting back on and, and stuck in. And, and if it is a disappointment, thinking of ways that you can then, what happened and what, what can we change? But it's all, it's all about learning and... And that's what I think my career has been. I think I was quite immature as a junior and I maybe didn't give it the dedication that, that I needed to when I was when I was younger. And it's only taken till now to kind of realise that. And, and it's hard to tell people because so many people told me, look, you need to be dedicated. You need to cut this out. You need to cut that out. And it's just a case of, yeah, sure. Like, I, I'm different. Um, but yeah, if you're talking about them 1%, it's... it's um, it makes a lot, but yeah, mm. dealing with disappointment. Everybody deals with it different ways, but I would definitely. Twenty-four hours was my was always what I was told. Twenty-four, you've got twenty-four hours to dwell on it, and after that, then nice. let's let's get back to it. So, oh, that's uh, there you go, listeners. Solid so, advice, yeah. No, yeah. no moaning a, a week after that your run or your <laughs> trap race or whatever. Eh? Do, you, do you know what, Johnny? When I I I'm intrigued to hear how you describe what sort of what sort of type of runner you are in terms of. Um, distance and course because i think of you as a if someone says to me johnny glenn i think strong cross-country runner that, that comes to mind and mm -hmm. when we're, i was going back through your results and uh i mean maybe it's a good time actually to come on to new mexico but even since then you know i, I remember you know the, the 29 34 you ran at the uh down at the river valley i mean these are you know in a, in a competitive field there you know i, I realized wow well, this guy's got this guy's really run he's run strong at 10k uh but it, you know what? What where do you think you excel? Where's your preferred field as well? Yeah, I mean, I definitely would. I wouldn't disagree with you on the. I've been a cross runner all my life, um, and again, I think that was slightly down to the immaturity. To be honest, um, I deemed myself as a cross country runner through and through, and track and road took a took a second base. And whenever I was running track, my head just wasn't in it. It was I'm a cross runner, and and, and that's that. But Again, as I got older and more mature, um, I realised that I can be just as good on the track as I, as I am on cross, and and the cross country it can only help build for for running fast uh, PBs on the track. And excuse me, and coming into the to the road running as well, I think it's a field that I hadn't really ran many races in when as a junior, there wasn't a lot of road running going on. I, obviously it's kind of longer distances on the road, 5k probably minimum. So yeah. Um, now I wouldn't deem myself so much to be just a cross runner, but definitely that's probably been the stigma around my name. I always probably will be is yeah. Johnny was absolutely solid on cross. As I say, I have, ran for GB on cross but not on anything else and narrowly missed out when I ran 30-30 for 10k on the track when I was a junior eh, sorry I ran 30-33 the standard was 30-30 so oh. that that was that was a sore one that was one of the 24 hours uh, oh, I bet it was. Yeah. take it on yeah. that was a really tough one to deal with yeah. 
yeah. I remember um, we, you know, we had the chat about your your result at the Inter Counties last year, and mm. you were just agonizingly close to the, you know, the GB team. Yeah, it was. Uh, but you know, it just shows that you are at that level, which is amazing. Mm. Um, and, and and actually, and then one just to stick in a positive because you mentioned someone there that I really wanted to jump onto is World Cross. You know, going. Yeah. I mean, what going to China as a junior? Yeah. Tell us about that. That must have been. That's that again. Something that, I'll be honest. I wasn't yeah. aware of until I started researching. You. I mean, that must have been yeah. what an experience. C- certainly was. Uh, I think I'm going to say that was probably one of my best careers to date on yeah. on the cross. Obviously, much stronger athlete now, but in in retrospect, um, I don't know. I just had a and my if you speak to probably my family and close friends, I don't know what it was that year, but I just had my confidence was sky high even for I made Euros at Liverpool the the kind of few months before it in my lower year so I was my second year under 20 so I still had another year left and then by the time it came round to March it was going to be my top year for going to Worlds and so happened that Worlds fell in the correct year because obviously it was it was once every two years so but I don't know it was going into Euros and and uh, the November at Liverpool and the trials and I literally just told my parents I was like I'm going I was like I went and researched the, the places that they were staying the team GB and and all these other teams that were going and I was like I, I'm going and my parents were like well hold on like you still got another year like let's keep your feet yeah. on the ground but in my head firmly believed that, that I was going and, and I don't know I just think and I think in athletics, it's really hard to get your head around. It's, it's, it's one thing just telling yourself, oh, I'm going to do really well. But unless you firmly believe that you can go out and, and be the best, um, you're kind of already at a disadvantage. That day, like, no one was beating me. And to be yeah. honest, I, I finished sixth, so five people did beat me. But <laughs> I scraped into the Euro team, uh, yeah. six counter, but then at Worlds, I had the exact same mentality for the for the world trial, and I finished second. I was beat yeah, nice. finish. Um, so it was just my mentality that year was just so strong. And my middle part of the race is always where I lack. Um, I always start well. Middle, I always dip. I always dip whenever there's a break. I always let them go, and then I finish really strong. That was always uh, the kind of thing that went wrong. So it was just kind of trying to pinpoint. If I could get that middle part of the race right, then not many people are going to beat me on the day. And that's still what happens to this day. And I guess mm. that is what racing is like. Yeah. Most of the time, yeah. people do, sure. uh, fall off halfway or towards the end. But that, that's, as I said, I was going back to earlier, once the stars align and, and you're 100% on the day, you, you just don't slow down. Nice. Um, so going back to, you know, just kind of speaking about your, um, your sort of, the mentality of and your toughness how do you think that grew you know how do, how do you think you you became a stronger athlete mentally um what was was there any you know was there did you get support from your coaches or did you just have more belief in yourself did that come from within or you know where, where did that kind of come from uh as I say, I'm, I'm 25 24 going on 25 now so it was a few yeah. years ago but I think at the time uh, I was, I must have been 18. Um, again, I had a full-time job. I was an apprentice yeah. electrician. All these other guys okay. were either still at university right. or yeah. 
Um, so I had to deal with that. And so to be honest with you, that year probably wasn't the best year for me to be aiming to, yeah, to, do. to do some some big things. Um, it was a big transition period for me. Uh, but I don't know. It seemed to maybe help me having a yeah. more structured routine. Um, and training was just going really well. Like I was just, I was listening to my body more. And when I needed a break, I was taking a break. It was my mileage would maybe up to a little bit. Nothing, yeah. nothing crazy. Yeah. Um, me and nice. Mark have always never been like bashing mileage. Um, so it's a kind of steady progression. It was always I want you to be good when you're 27, 28, yeah. rather than be right really now in the current moment. 20. So that was always the kind of goal. And even when I was telling Mark, I was like, look, Euros is on the cards, Worlds is on the cards. He was like, okay, that's a good, that's a good aim. Uh, let's try and top 10 would be brilliant. And then obviously it, mentality grew from there. And then obviously getting them experiences going to China and um, going to Euros, it's just, you're competing with a totally different class. Like the yeah. guys that I was running against at Worlds, I would later then go on to compete against in the NCAA who are, were winning NCAAs. Yeah. Nice. And wow. you're just like, I remember rubbing shoulders with this guy and I was just as good at him. Like, what kind of what's happened? But yeah, um, yeah that was a big eye opener for me running Worlds against Africans. And it, wow. was, it was it was a crazy experience. But yeah, yeah it, was, it was brilliant. Yeah. So- so that was 2015, am I right? 2015 Worlds. Uh, yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. when and so when did you go to New Mexico then? In New Mexico, so I've been home. Oh gosh, I've been home a year. I came home in July of 2019, and I okay. spent three years there. So it must have been. Ah, okay. So it must be. So it must have been. 16? 16, something like that. So, yeah, maybe a, a year after I'd been to Worlds, maybe something. And that's interesting. I didn't realise that you'd been in New Mexico. And actually, that it's always funny with you know guys like yourself that, who are away from the circuit here for a mm-hmm. period. And when you come back, it's like, bang, like, who, who's, who's this guy? Yeah, if you yeah. don't, particularly yeah. when, you know, guys like us, when we're not from the from the West. So, New yeah. Mexico, tell us a wee bit about that as, a, as an experience. Yeah, that was, that was, again, I'll start off by saying I'll never, ever, ever discourage someone from attending a U.S. university because it's one of the best experiences I've ever had in my whole entire okay, life. Nice. Um, we're, we're too old now, eh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yes, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, but um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, many great things have happened. I'm engaged now to oh, my yeah. American girlfriend. So, I mean, a lot of these things have happened that I would have never got the chance to without going over there, but I just don't think the training worked for me. I don't think the atmosphere worked for me. I don't think the a lack of guidance maybe worked for me. Maybe it was still okay. a wee bit of immaturity. Um, but I guess. What do you mean by the training then? Did you did Mark continue? You and Mark continue with your coach athlete relationship through there, and and if not, what was the training issue? So I think it was quite. It was made quite clear to me when I first attended there that the weren't so keen on an outside coach having an influence. Um, that later became apparent that was just for the guy side. Quite a lot of the other athletes and the, the girl side maybe had an input from, from some other people, maybe their high school coaches or whatever. But um, I kept in touch with Mark, but Mark pretty much stopped training me. Um, it was now all down to 
um, the head coach at UNM. And I don't think it helped the first year I was redshirted for the full year um, because I had eligibility issues. Um, because I'd been out of school for so long, I left school when I was maybe 16 and your clock starts running after you've been out of school for a year. So I'd been out of school for three years. So I'd then lost two years of eligibility. So I uh, had right. two years left. So in order to get my degree finished, they had to give me three years at the university, but the first year would just be scratched. So I would just uh, literally okay. be... And it was tough because I wasn't necessarily supposed to be training with the team. Um, I wasn't allowed to travel anywhere. Uh, and most of it was just adjusting to schoolwork again as well, which mm-hmm. I hadn't been doing for three years. So that was that was a, it was all a bit much in my first year. And as I say, everything's new, living myself, not having my parents looking over my shoulder, just mm-hmm. different kind of environment. Um, but in hindsight, my first year was probably my best running year that I had. Um, Josh Kerr was redshirted that that cross season. Oh wow! Um, and he was my roommate at the time, and we were oh, oh nice ridiculous tempos by ourselves. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and then from there, cool. kind of well, like, pace. Um, well, we were doing. I think the best one we done was five ten for ten miles up there at altitude. So maybe what? Oh, blame me. Down <laughs> maybe five o two, five o three, but yeah unsure wow. of the conversion but yeah. yeah no that was that was t- that was tempo out there and our coach was very very impressed and he was certainly looking forward to getting us both added to the team the following year um but yeah i put on a lot of weight um a lot of other issues happened there was just i nearly i nearly left at one point because the classes weren't going well it was just it was a bit of a mess to start with mm. uh, my first year was pretty rocky Settled in, in the second year, I started competing. Nothing special, nothing of, of really what I was capable of. Um, I think we actually always go back and, and talk, me and Mark, we, we made a projection chart, I think, when I was maybe after Worlds, and it pretty much had PBs on it of where I wanted to be every single year. So I think I had on it this year, or, well, last year that I'd be running... 28 something 2830 okay. or something yeah and um, if i was continuing the way that i'd yeah. obviously Oof. ran 3030 when i was like 16 so um yeah that kind of took a that kind of took a plateau if you will i never uh, my form never really dipped but the, it was just three years of just stalemate yeah. um, i wasn't really going anywhere um but great fun um <laughs> an unbelievable time never trade it for anything but again as you said like i came home and i remember i raced at green grangemouth was it no it was scotston um and a 5k on the track it was a miler meet and i think i remember i was i think i ran 1457 or something for 5k mm-hmm. and i was just like something needs to change i was like if if I'm running 1450 yeah. after three years and my PB is 1420 from three and a half years ago, four yeah. years ago, yeah. then something needs to change here drastically. And that, and that kind of gave me the, the kick of, well, am I going to bin it or am I going to change something and, and really try and, and get back to it and give it one last go and see if anything happens? So 
from there I went and I changed my diet, just totally eradicated everything. Um, training went back to the way we left off with Mark beforehand. So to, to, to give you a, a representation, so everything over in New Mexico was slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're talking 7.30 a mile, maybe eight minute mile in for your easy runs. Um, and then your hard days were hard. So you were doing your track session in the morning and then you were going to your weight session straight after it. Yeah. Whereas here, it's kind of now, I'm not bashing so much mileage, but everything's pretty quick. Um, and it just seems to suit me more. Um, for whatever reason, I, I'm not sure. I, my body can just handle it a wee bit better. Um, and I still have my off day. Um, as I say, um, my schedule now is just totally different from from the way it was uh, before I came. But I knew something had to change uh, when I came home. But the whole time I was in New Mexico, it, it was good, but I just don't feel the training was specified to... Yeah, to, to what yeah. you were doing, yeah. So what, you know, like, with that in mind, you know, what's the, what kind of training are you, you don't have to give us away your secrets. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what, what are the, what are the main things that have changed? Because uh, obviously what, what you're doing now is working. And yeah. kudos to yourself for persevering through it and, and to Mark, your coach as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how, how is that relationship you kind of evolved and, um, and you know, and what what are those kind of or training principles that have that have kind of changed for you? Yeah. So it's, it's as I say, it's been it's been good with uh, with Mark ever since I've been home. Um, I mean, as I say, we've always we've had our ups and downs. Mark's always been there for me. Um, we stay very close to each other, yeah. so it does make it easier. He was before all the lockdown stuff was happening, kinda he was there training with me. Um so it was kind of much easier for him to see, okay, this is how he was feeling on the session. I know that he, mm-hmm. he was training really well there. Yeah. Um but I mean it, it's been tough. I think it's been tough for, for the both of us. Um Mark's been totally snowed under with his job. So yeah. I mean it, to the fact that he's still able to to coach me and coach the amount of people that he does while still having so much on his plate with, with his job at Scottish Athletics is totally remarkable in my opinion and, and not someone that I, I, I envy in the slightest. Um, I would love to be a coach one day, but that just sounds totally stressful. Um, <laughs> but I must get some sort of enjoyment from it. Mm, um, must it, yeah. Especially seeing you improve so much. Yes, that, that, would, that would be the reason. That's the big and, reward. And, yeah, and it has been good. Like as I say, he's always been there uh, through the ups and downs. And and as I say, once I've came home, I've just been straight back back onto his kind of training plan. And it's been it's been progressive. We we kind of work on a, a three weeks up, one week down yep. kind of. So I'm always taking that. I'm always able to have my body recover. But I think now, as I say, I just go back to maturity. I just I don't I don't need to follow the training plan to a T. If there's a day where I'm feeling grim, then yeah, I'll just bin it. I'll just, mm-hmm. I'll just finish it there, and and that doesn't affect me the same as it used to. Um, yeah. There'd be days where I'm even I would take days off at a time um, and then come back to it. And I've just realised that consistency is so key. Um, yeah. You don't have to be running big miles, but if you can log. Um, 
some amount of mileage week in, week out for a continuous two, three months, mm-hmm. you, you will get fit and that's without even adding in some quality sessions. Yeah. Um, so I think it's been kind of working more on that. Uh, my consistency has just been so much better. Um, it's been hard as well. I've been in and out of jobs, doing different bits and pieces. I'm actually finishing my apprenticeship now. I never quite got that finished before uh, I left to go to the States, obviously, because I was in such a hurry with the eligibility issues. So yeah. now now I'm working. And, yeah, it's just, it's, it's like, it's near enough, like the exactly same as what happened last time. I've just started hmm. work and now all of a sudden um, I'm running probably the best that I, I ever have been running. It's hard to demonstrate my, my fitness now and me and my coach both know what shape I'm in and, yeah, Red, ready to prove it on a on an official kind of capacity, but until that time comes, um, obviously the virtual road race that I ran um, two weeks ago now for eighty yeah. um, was it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was a it was a surprise to me. I, I I didn't I thought I was in good shape, but I didn't I didn't quite expect to run that fast. But I know that there's more there, mm-hmm. and that's the main thing for me and. And that's the main thing for Mark to know is yeah. that there is especially more. in a virtual yeah exactly. virtual environment by yourself yeah. with yeah. no real yeah. buzz, you know, and treating that like a race would be so difficult too. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we said it two weeks ago, give this man a race, you know. Yeah, yeah that's, that's exactly what we said <laughs> about you last time. <laughs> yeah, it is, and it's tough, but I mean, I'm I'm not one for complaining about that. I understand the the situation that everybody's in. Uh, I've been through it with Mark. I've 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 spat the dummy out over it already. Um, but once he sits down and explains that, obviously not everybody can be invited to run indoors. Um, I think he he said that it was something you had to be ninety five percent of a Commonwealth Games standard. So I'm literally is that right? Just, wow. just on the wrong side of the five k time. But but hey, it is what it is. Um, mm. It'll just make me even hungrier when the time does come that hey i've not been given this opportunity yeah. and 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 also like you know and i always find just you know when i used to do indoor running and just you know go, going through it in, indoor is not for everyone either and mm-hmm. it can make or break some people and you know you would perhaps sacrifice a winter of training and uh and, and when it comes to the winter the summer you've got a 10k or 5k with a really good field like armor or something like that or mm-hmm. night the 10ks and you put you know you lay down a solid result and boom you know that's absolutely you are so yeah. i'm uh yeah I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what you're gonna do and, and so what is next yeah i think Ideally for me going going forward, um I pre eight K time trial uh was looking at marathon for Commonwealth Games. Um yeah. I think you're on was, the program, you're on the program now, right? Yes, the, I, I am nice, on the yeah, program. Congrats, congrats Thank you very that. much. Um so that has that's that's maybe slightly given me more of an opportunity to to potentially get a get a race soon. Um but it's going to be tight. Um, I think, obviously, having not even debuted in a ten mile race, never mind a half my half marathon race, never mind a full marathon yeah, race. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be first marathon is an interesting one. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. So, um, ideally, I would like to run a marathon before 
running a marathon to try and get the time. Um, yeah. But mm. I don't know if that's going to be possible. So I think I may have a half marathon um, lined up, provided that um, the regulations kind of ease in the next few months. Um, okay. I think they were looking at a kind of elite half marathon at some point in Scotland. Um, okay. So that would be ideal if I could run... If I could run low sixty threes at the the half, then that would nice. Hopefully, I don't even know if it would be enough to really get a an elite entry into like a, a Boston Marathon or something. But I would really need to be looking at if I'm going to do it in one marathon and one marathon only to get the Commonwealth standard. I would I would really hope to look to for something I mean, like Boston that's going to go quick. And... Although Boston, I will say Boston, Boston as a debut could go. Yeah. I'd be careful of that because Boston exactly. in the second half, I don't know if you're, how you are with Hills, but a lot of people can fall apart. What about yeah. London? London in October. Yeah, well, it could be. We we still need to explore some options, um, but that could, I, I preferably, yeah, I, I, I preferably a flat uh, marathon for the debut. Would, um, yeah. Would probably suit ideal, uh, but you just again, to go to Boston for the for the for the kisses, eh? Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Yeah, that's it. Boston's a great marathon, but I I would be, uh, yeah. The other thing, I mean, well, there's always there's always Paris as well in October. You know, mm-hmm. that's, uh, Probably, that's, that's yeah. All the cool yeah. kids are running. We, we yeah. digs at Tommy's house. Really. And and, <laughs> and I think what about um? Can we expect to see at Antrim, the the half? We had a good Scottish field there last year. We know apparently Mo's running again this year. Past half, that would be great to see you over there in Northern yeah. Ireland. In yeah. August. Um, again, we've not really mapped out too much ahead of time. I think we're still kind of trying to play stuff uh, by year. But I think I, I'm the type of person that would rather race like continuously um, as much okay. as I can uh, instead of maybe picking and choosing. I'm quite happy to go out and race That's cool. anywhere. Um, so I just get stuck right in. But yeah, I mean, I'd be, I'd be more than happy if there was an opportunity there to, to, to go and race, and and if that's something that I could get into, then definitely I'd be, I'd be looking for a decent, a decent field in the half marathon. So very exciting, and you know, good on you because I, the, the marathon project is excellent. But one of my few gripes on here before has been there's a lot of names in there who you don't see anywhere near a marathon. So I'm delighted yeah. to see Birmingham's not far away. So I'm delighted to see someone, yeah. a talented person like yourself, come on and actually say bullishly, "I want to run a marathon soon." Yeah, so yeah that'll be that's exciting, mate. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and what do you, you know? What, how do you think you you know approach a marathon? Have you got a you know have you been with you and Mark? Have you already been starting to schedule what the marathon training block is going to look like? Um, I think he's got an idea. Yeah, I think he's hinted at a few pretty horrible. Horrible workouts, down the line. <laughs> and, um, and the build up. But yeah, yeah as, as I say, um, I'm always renowned for being a workhorse. So that's, I, I think, the marathon. Ever since I was a, a kind of junior, people were like, your strengths are lying. The longer you go, yeah, uh, the, the better it's going to be. I would I I wouldn't say that I don't have wheels because I think, as I say, once lockdown's over, I think I'll. I'll prove a few people wrong on that aspect on the shorter distances as well. But um, yeah, no, definitely. I think going forward, I think um, my, my strengths are really going to lie on the the kind of longer stuff. And I think the 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 Commonwealth standards more than achievable. But again, this is it's all in retrospect. I've 
not run a competitive half marathon, so um, I could get a, I could get a huge shock. But um, I think the way that the way that I'm built, especially in um, the kind of training that I can endure, it it it, sh- it should be it should be doable from the the kind of paces that I've been producing in the sessions that I'm doing at the moment. Um, kind of longer tempo runs and stuff like that to sustain that for quite a long time with the heart rate that that I'm sitting at for them sessions. So, but we'll see. Um, time will tell, I suppose. So um, just before, sorry, Tom, you like you're about to say something. So you, well, I, I was I was going to say before we go to fart like questions, I'm intrigued. One thing I'm we've talked a lot about your career is already there's a lot of interesting stuff there. What's your what would you say is your what what's your favorite your personal favorite career highlight today, and what would you would say is your best performance? Career highlight. Uh, yeah, virtual always, five, five <laughs> the virtual AK. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it could be up there now. Um, no, I think the very first time that I won at Falkirk uh, for the Scottish, I think it was maybe I think it was my first year under twenty. I think. But if you if you like, I don't want to blow my own trumpet. But if you go back and look at my form on at, at Falkirk, it's something ridiculous. It's like second, 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 first, 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 second. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's obviously debuted for the first time in the seniors um, last year to finish just behind Jamie. But because I'd been away for in America for three years, I hadn't I hadn't done it since I was a junior. But I think I won. I won it three years under 20, um, but the first time that I'd won it was really special because it hurt. it hurt really badly. And it was probably the painful, the most painful race I've, I've ever ran. Um, but I just wanted it so badly, so badly. And it had been, as I say, that continuous year of like second, 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 to like three years just missing out. It might have been a third in there somewhere. Um, but it had been like three or four years before that that I'd just been agonisingly close. And and it was different people that were winning. It wasn't even like the same person. Yeah. It was just, I'd be like pegged. I'd be like, this is my year. And then someone else would, would come out that hadn't been running well all season and 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 run well. So I think that was that was the, probably the, the best well the career highlight for me and the best race I probably have ever had was finishing second at the, the world trials. Um yeah. Yeah. in Birmingham nice. I think I think at that time uh, most of the races for juniors were like six point four K and that was an eight K cross because the actual race was going to be eight K at Worlds. Um so I think a lot of people struggled. Uh, on that but um, I just seemed to keep going and keep going and keep going and people were dropping off and dropping off and I just felt so good like it just felt like a tempo uh, it was like the polar opposite feeling to Falkirk where I was just hurting the whole way um, uh, that race was just yeah people were just dropping off dropping off dropping off till there was three of us and then it just came down to a 200 sprint and agonised nice. close again but yeah I think that just the feeling for the next two, three days after it, and then the whole trip, the trip itself. Yeah, I think that was definitely that was that was probably my best race to date. That's cool. Well, hopefully more uh, uh, more GB best to come. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
So that kind of rounds us in or brings us into some uh, fartlet questions. So if, you, yeah. you, you, if training with Mark Pollard, you'll you'll definitely know that <laughs> you understand what fartlet is. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what's your favourite discipline in, in terms of, uh, yeah, not distance, but discipline, roads, cross, hills or track? Uh, I think it's, I think it's a tough one now. Um, I think cross will always be in my heart as as my number one. Um, but I just I just see myself on the road now performing really well. Um, which I always that was always my least favourite. Like road running was always the least um, that I would have been likely to to end up doing, but. As I say, it just took off from um, down in my 10K down down in England last year. From then on, I think most of my road races have been have been pretty good. Um, and then I ran my 5K around 1401 down in I can't even remember where it was. Um, oh, in, no, it wasn't our map. It was down. Oh, it was, the podium. The yeah, podium one. down at the podium. Bar- Barrowlands, yeah. or whatever it's called. Yeah. Barrowlands, yeah. 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 So then to there, and then obviously again to to the one through and um, not too long ago, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, no road runs definitely seems to be kind of moving up there, which is which is nice. Um, if I am looking at running a marathon, but again, I would say that I think after my eight k time trial, I'd. I don't think I'm going to rule out five and ten k now. I think um, I think nice. I'm going to go after all three. Um, ideally, I think it, it could be marathon, but um, you ever think about doing an ultra? <laughs> definitely not yet. I think even like the marathon at the moment is hard to get my head around. But ultra is ultra is an old man's game, mate. You some people like me. Aye. I went out and helped oh. my teammate um, a few months back. He was running 100K around, oh. a, around a 3K loop. And I went and I think I'd done my Sunday run with him, doing like 20-odd K. And oh, my God, it was just <laughs> agonising. But it was, yeah, fair play oh. to him. That's Come back the following day, he's still doing it. Yeah, something <laughs> at a different level. So was, um, what is your favourite pre-race meal? Oh, God. Um, wow. So... This was what this was one of the biggest issues uh, that I had in America because we were put on weight. Um, I used to just live off of uh, chicken nuggets. That, that used to be uh, that used to be everything. Uh, chicken nuggets. I would have it if I was travelling down to Manchester on a Tuesday night. I would stop and have <laughs> McDonald's um, <laughs> before I ran later on. I ran PBs off of having chips like a couple of days. Um, no, pre race uh, the night before. I think just simple um pasta uh chicken and bacon pasta uh, chicken uh, and bacon nice chicken and bacon pasta uh get my mum to make it it's it's yeah. it's nothing special it's very plain it's what well, tell your mum you said that christ no, she, <laughs> no, no. um yeah she knows how fussy i can be so literally just plain pasta cut up bits of chicken cut up bits of bacon and that's and i'm happy uh, yeah Favorite shoe? What, what's what's your favorite shoe mm-hmm. that you running shoe? Right? Running shoe. Um, yeah. So I've recently actually just changed. Um, so I was running in 
Uh, oh God, see my memories, my memories deserting me here. I was running in Nike uh, turbos, the turbo. Oh yeah, oh, I was nice. running the Nike turbo twos for a long time, uh, maybe about nine months, maybe a wee bit longer. Um, and it seems to be whenever I get an injury, I change, I change the pair of shoe. Um, <laughs> so I'm now running in the new Nike React. Uh, so oh yeah. They're, they're giving me a lot back, so it's I'm doing everything in them now, doing sessions in them, doing easy runs. So they are uh-huh. very comfortable. Um, it's hard to tell between the two of them. I, I really did like. I probably still would be fine going back now. It was just a niggle I had going back and wearing them now. It probably wasn't to do with the shoe, but just psychologically, I just scratch everything. Quite <laughs> um, right, but. Yeah, the night reacts are, are are very nice. Yeah, interesting. I'm a, I'm a fan. That's a good shoe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Inverclyde or New Mexico? Yeah, yeah it has to be Inverclyde. I'm, <laughs> I'm afraid. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. What's your um? What's your worst race experience? Oh, worst race experience. Do you know what? The first one that springs to mind is Sterling last uh, January. Oh, oh Christ. Uh, you were the poster boy yeah. for it as well yeah I was yeah that's just why it was just as bad um, I was like oh brilliant going to be going to be ahead of Butchar and the and the line for being poster boy and then <laughs> get there and go around a stake the wrong way and kind of slightly twisted my back but I, I just that whole day from start to finish was just my head just wasn't there. I don't know what was wrong that day, but that was a horrendous experience. <laughs> uh, yeah, it wasn't great. It's the, that's the worst one I can remember for a long time. Yeah, I think it was a bit. I remember watching it. It was a bit of a horror show, of course. I, I, it yeah, was one of those. Yeah. You know, when you go down to do, when you go like the. They usually suits me down to the ground. Like that's that's my type really? of fourth day and oh, day. Right. Oh, okay. Like, definitely, but I just was not on it that day and when you're not running well on a course like that it makes it 10 times worse uh, favorite favorite place to run my treadmill it's quite a deep. <laughs> wow um i've literally can't remember the last time that i ran outside i do everything on the treadmill absolutely yeah. everything yeah oh, wow. literally everything um yeah, I think the last time I was on, the last time I'd have probably ran my 8K time trial outside. Huh. I think that was the last time I was out. Blimey. Um, yeah, literally. We've never like, had that. We've had like people yeah. say, oh, yeah, I love running the Alps Barbados. and the Rockies, Barbados. Yeah. Never had my garage before. So. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I know this is far away, but I just want to kind of, you know, just since it's quite, it's quite relevant with the snow and all that, like, do you find, because a lot, some people find that run, running on a treadmill might, hinder the performance when it comes to cross country yeah. I think there's a I think I think there's a huge stigma around it and um, it was actually interesting I think Sean Fontana done a wee bit um, I seen he posted something about it and yeah there's just this seems to be this huge bad stigma about running on a treadmill and for me I don't quite understand it it's it's a lot of people would run on roads every day day in day out but yeah. there's a stigma about a treadmill I just think it's a it's not as hard as a road. It's not as soft as grass, but it's it's a, it's, it's it not as bad as 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 uh, concrete. And yeah, and I and I tell you, it, it it works for me in the way that if it can work for the Britsons and it can work for yeah. Callum Hawkins, then 
Grant Sheldon's also a big trainer. Yeah, yeah. So I think there is something to it. Um, I, I've been doing everything in the treadmill for the last months, and yeah. I'm in the best shape that, yeah. that I've ever been in. And touch wood, I've so had you, I've uh, had one niggle. And yeah, do you do all your runs in the treadmill, or is it like um, or some outside, or is it all just key sessions on the treadmill? Or yeah, near enough everything. Now, as I say, like. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm waking up at like five o'clock in the morning and running on the treadmill before I go to work and then coming home. That's mostly the issue. Uh, it kind of started as that. Um, it was just really dark in the morning and and kind of icy out, so it was just easier to go down. Yeah. Um, on the treadmill and and then it just like it just it oh. just makes me a lot more um like mentally tuned in. I know a lot of people tune out and they think yeah. it's really boring, but I think just mentally for me um the thought of going outside on a really like horrible night and fighting the elements is just it, you're just already at a disadvantage yeah. whereas if i can go downstairs and train at a treadmill yeah. and just crank the heating up and get a sweat on and taps get, off. yeah and just and just heat train um nice. instead of battling the elements i think uh do you, uh, do you watch anything or do you just yeah like... yeah and that's the thing as well I, i've got my tv right in front of it and i've got my music blaring to the left so i can I've, i can control stuff um yeah. so uh and as i say i can have my, my dad comes down with me near enough every session and Does he like have a spoon and feeds you like porridge while you're nah, <laughs> <laughs> bad as I, hands me my my water and kind of stands <laughs> Well. Uh, that's about it. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's, it's good. So what's uh, leading on? I don't even ask this. Well, I think we might have. Uh, what's your favourite like program or film or Netflix? Uh, oh, I mean, I'm a huge still game fan. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> good uh, lad. I think I can near enough tell you exactly every single line of every episode. <laughs> Me and Josh were really bad for it in New Mexico. Uh, we used to just quote stuff to each other, and people would just be looking at us like, "What the hell?" So, so who's Jack and who's Victor then? You and Josh? I would say he's he's Victor and I'm Jack, just purely probably because of the height difference. But <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, we we probably were uh, resembled them too for sure. Nice, using yeah. Right, I'm sorry. I'm losing. A, I'm. I'm. I got so engrossed there in that treadmill chat. I'm losing my. I know it's favorite distance. Oh. Um. Do you know what? It's it's going to be a really strange one. Um, three K steeplechase. <laughs> I love three K steeplechase. Wow. Um, nice. I wasn't amazing at it. Obviously, I was carrying a few extra pounds in New Mexico. Uh, and I still ran okay at it, um, but that's on that's on the list. Uh, that's on the list to kind of see where I can go at that. Uh, All right, wow. Oh, we yeah. want to see you at Diamond League at the okay. UK Steeple. That's, that's the that would be that's, that's the challenge for you. That'd be okay. that'd be that'd be glorious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Challenge accepted. Yeah. Nice. I've got I've got one there. I think Tommy might have missed it out. Do you, are you a beer drinker? Are you um are you, are you like a you know? Oh. I don't drink any alcohol, and that's not—it's not essentially through like, um, oh, I do—I stay away from it because I run, but I just—I don't like the taste of anything. I just—I can't acquire a taste for absolutely anything. Like beer makes me projectile vomit if I Is even oh, you know, can't can't do it at all. You and I know I'll get a problem for that. 
Um, but no, I, I just I just can't go. I mean, I've been I've been to plenty of nights out and done plenty of drinking in America, just anything and everything. But it was not probably through enjoyment. It's just getting it back. It was yeah, uh, yeah. Ah, cool. Yeah. Oh, mate, you want to do the last one? So yeah, so we'll skip we'll skip the favorite beer. So then you've got you can race one more race. COVID goes on forever, but <laughs> there's a there's a respite for one weekend, oh, and they put God. on one race. What is that race? What is the, what what distance or what, what event? No, what event is it? Is it like the is it the Boston Marathon? What is it in your bucket list? Is it is it the UTMB? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> um. Or well, the 8K Scottish Athletics, they do the virtual 8K again. Uh, it could be the virtual 8K again. No, I think if I if I was to go on road, I think I would love to run the London Marathon. I think that's on nice. Uh, nice. most people's bucket list yeah. uh, by the time they, they think me. But I think indoor, um, I would really like to run in mm, the Armoury. I think. Oh, class! Yeah, I think I would. I think I would like to run there. I don't know what distance, but just throw me in there, and I'll I'll, I'll race something. I think that looks really cool. Then yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Well, other than that, there's one other question I want to ask, and it's uh, if there's one bit of advice that you give listeners in terms of improving performance, what mm-hmm. would that be? I would say just um, as I say, I kind of touched on it earlier, but don't. Don't get disheartened if you if you kind of not lose interest, but if you have like kind of periods of being unmotivated. It happens to me on a on a regular basis. I say it's some weeks, some months, some some days. It just it happens to everybody. I mean, the weather is is not helping anybody. Yeah. Um, but just try and stay as consistent as possible. I would definitely say there's to me smashing out one week of training and then missing the next week of training you've kind of eradicated what you've done that past week if you can just get consistent and 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 get it done it doesn't always need to be quality um but Mm -hmm. if you can if you can get out and you can get it done then you you'll you'll get fat and and you'll you'll stay at it yeah amazing good advice well, Johnny, thank you so much for joining us. It's been, thank you very uh, much it's been for great. Me. Yeah. No, no problem. I think it's going to yeah, be a really interesting listen for the listeners. Glad to have you on. And we look forward to seeing, hopefully, we see you a, a half in the, or 10 miles yes. in the coming, in the coming yeah, months. Hopefully. And then yeah. looking very excited to hear about some uh, season yeah. marathon debut over the next year as well. Yeah. Hopefully. Keep in touch. You know, it'll be great yeah, to have you back on as well. And uh, That'd be good. Yeah, it's, it's been brilliant. See, to if I, see if I get the Diamond League 3K. Yes. <laughs> Do you know, if you, if, you, honestly, <laughs> if you get it, if you get it, if it's, a, if it's a European-based one, we'll be there. Yeah, we'll be sounds the, good. Uh, I we'll hope be in the stands. Yeah, yeah. Good, good lad. Yeah. Thank you very much for All having right, me. Mate. Appreciate Brilliant. it. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Catch you later. Bye. 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 Thanks again, Johnny, for coming on. Great to have you on. Or Glenn, Glenn Johnson, as, as we as he will forever be known on TRS. Really a big talent, top lad as well. So I'm really, really excited to see how you go in the next couple of years, Johnny. Um, right, so from one speedy Scott to another, we're going to talk about some results over the weekend. Um, the, the 10, which the 10. is a... The, so the 10 was a race that was organised over the weekend... Um, Essentially, but I think it was by the was it the Bowerman Track Club who were organising it. It was live on YouTube, which was pretty sweet. Um, and 
It was, yeah, where, where is it hosted? It was in California anyway. Anyway, the, cut to the chase. So in the women's race, we had Eilish McColgan running. And cut to the result, Eilish ran 30.58, which puts her five on the UK all-time list, only two seconds behind her mum's 10,000-metre Scottish record, which was amazing and a really strong run from her. I mean, the, she was with the, the girls, the leading girls, you know, most of the way. And then towards the, la- the last few laps, um, there was uh, the girl who went on to win it. Who went on to win it? Sorry, Elis um, Cranny was. It? Yeah, Elis Cranny, who was sat. She sat tucked in um, behind Schweizer all the way, and then just with literally 100 meters to go, kicked on. And um, I think that was a hell of a run from her. She was. She won it in seven for her, and that that was the third fastest American woman as well. Is that right? Blimey. That's gross. No, yeah, exactly. behind Shalane well, and Molly Huddle. Did you know yeah. Molly Huddle's Molly Huddle's run something like 30, 15 or something? I didn't realize that until I listened to the. Commentary, but um, 30, 15. Anyway, something like it's, the American record is, is. I was very impressed. Anyway, that's um, that's uh, less about the U.S., more about the Scottish. So yeah, amazing for me. It's really good to see her. I mean, let's hope the Olympics goes ahead because she is in really, really good shape. I mean, yeah. I mean, the was the qualifying marks thirty one twenty five, so she's well within that. Well under it, yeah. And it's great to see a, a Scott. That's another Scott now with the standard. We know, uh, obviously, she has to qualify still, but we know yeah. um, or be selected, I should say. But we know. We know Callum's should already win the play, which is good. So it's great to see. We know, I mean, like Laura and Gemma on the women's side, Jake, etc. I mean, I think Jake Whiteman's got a big ask. The qualifying for the men's 1500, we can speak about another time. That's going to be super ticked. Oh. But for Ailish, you would expect Ailish to be almost the, guaranteed the, to go now. The interview with Jake, he spoke about the, the how tough the qualifying is going to be as well. Um, so again, you know, encourage us, encourage you to look at our back catalogue as well and have a listen to you know what the athletes are saying, and Ailish has been on the show as well. So, um, yeah, have a have a listen to some of the our, our top athletes in the sport and their wise words. Um, Absolutely, yeah. But you know what? The, the other so the, on the the ten while we're talking about it, one thing that we so we you know we on YouTube we watched the women's race and we actually went on three nine watched the men's race and that was like that was amazing for so many reasons. I mean, before I even come to the result, the commentary. These boys, they were, they, I mean, they comment, the women's commentary was good, but I don't know if it's just because, anyway, they seem to bring their banter much more as they got on. Maybe they were <laughs> drinking through the show, which yeah. is why towards the end they really got it going. But this is like yeah. absolute banter. Everyone's got a nickname. Like, so it was like straight away, it's like, oh, Mad Mark Scott's in there. Uh, you know, Ed, Ed Cheserek, the king, because he's, you know, won, I think he won more NCAA titles than anyone in history. You know, um, I can't remember what Woody Kincaid's title is. Woody Kincaid, who ran that outrageous 5K last year. So, Anyway, amazing, amazing, just great for an event that has no one watching it in the stadium. It was really cool to get a bit, felt like it was a bit of atmosphere. Um, and of course, because it's Barman Track Club heavy, you've got, so Mark Scott, we know, runs for Barman Track Club, uh, as does Woody Kincaid, Grant Fisher was second. Um, they had a real, like, bit of a pack in there, these red lightning vests, as they call them. And you had um, you also Ben True in there, who's, who's not. And anyway, the result, it simply was two laps to go, the pacer comes off and Mark Scott is sat in second place and just goes off like an animal. And they'd said before that one great line, he said something like, um, he says, when the rabbit steps off, it's feeding time. And then, so of course, <laughs> which I thought is an amazing way to describe a track race. So of course, Mark, they defeat the, of course, the pacer steps off like two laps, no, 2K to go, sorry, 2K to go, beg your pardon, 2K to go. And mad Mark Scott, like honestly, just, Puts about 10 meters into the field straight off the bat. Anyway, he must maybe it was just a, a bit caged animal, went straight off. They caught, they pulled him back in. But sure enough, he went with about, um, 
about 600 to go, just absolutely accelerated. And the guy, Grant Fisher, was second came with him. But that's 27-10 for Mark Scott. That's incredible. That is, that's amazing. Second fastest Brit. Jesus. Behind Mo Farah. Yeah. Unreal. That, and That is, wow. Like, I, when I, when I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't watch it, Tom, but like, looking at those times, oh my God, 27-10 for Mark Scott. Like, I mean, we knew he was an up and coming like, you know, he's right up there now. But to run 27-10, well, that's like 13-35 for 5K. And I don't know what the splits were halfway. Do you know what they were? I don't know. That's a good question. I didn't actually clock that. Um, but they were pretty, they were sitting, what I do know is that they were running 65-second laps pretty pretty steadily, right? And the last two laps, he closed in, I think it was 61-57. So 61 seconds, 800 to go, last lap, 57 seconds. Unreal. Uh, uh, like, unreal. <laughs> it's just uh, gobsmacking. So that's amazing. And Mark, of course, we saw in Antrim run, what did he run? 61 minutes? Or 60 and change? No, 61, 60, wasn't it? He ran Antrim. I think it was, yeah, 60 and change, maybe. I, I mean, so, but you, so you think of his range now. I mean, a few weeks ago, he ran at the 3K at this Prickly Pear Invitational and went number four in the UK list when he won it in 736. The range this boy's got is unbelievable. Yeah. We saw him race over 5K last year, 10K tonight, half marathon last year. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, look, you know, Scott, 3K and 736 at the Prickly Pear Invitational. And that was fourth foot in the all time list uh, two weeks ago. So that's a big range. Um, yeah. And what do you think? Do you think he can, what, 27? What was his time? 27.10, and knowing that the Olympic standard... 27 is luring him. That's a, that's a big... Yeah, well, he said that. He said that was his goal, was to go on the 27. And wow. also, we should, we should note that the Olympic standard is 27.28, so he's, that's him. He's got 10K standard. I suspect he's probably got a 5K standard, because remember he broke the European record last yeah, summer right. yeah. for 5K. And, uh, so, I mean, I imagine he hopefully he'll double, but hell of a talent. Hell of a talent. It's quite, um, quite tight. That's quite hard. That's, that's mm. a tough qualification, isn't it? I wonder which other Brits will run that. I don't know. Sure. I mean, you think Bucci, but Bucci will probably go five. Bucci won't go ten. I would. But think. there's a big. There's now a lot of online chat about people, the rivalry that everybody wants. Bucci versus Scott over five k. <laughs> yeah, that'd be super. But I mean, Bucci, you know, we're big fans of Bucci here, so that would be yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. sweet. But the last thing I'm going to say on the ten, just in a time in an era where we have bloody no races up here in Scotland, I say up here in Scotland, this race, good on them getting on. Number two, the the prize pot was like crowdfunded. I see that. Yeah, and they raised like they raised something like seven grand. Wow, it was more seven or eight grand. So the basic, essentially, the the two winners got just over three grand, and the, nice. the second place got like fifteen hundred dollars. So really cool way to do it. And I think again, you know, we we're not going we're not going to go into the politics of the lockdown roadmaps being resolved this week, which are nonsense. But we're, I mean, this is so frustrating. You look every other country in the world, it feels like I mean, you know, are operating races of some standard, and in Scotland, we get nothing. I mean, honestly, there's literally nothing happening at the moment. I think the, I mean, yeah, Scottish athletics. I have I have some sympathy for them, but at some I think at some stage, I mean, the Scottish government, well, let's not go down that path. But anyway, we need to, we need races to come back soon. I mean, I'm not involved in in club politics anymore, but it's been too long that we've not had juniors training anymore. So something needs to move, and it seems I'm getting fed up of watching elite competition in every other country. In fact, I see a number of Scottish athletes were down in Manchester competing. Good on them for going down. I'm glad they went down. 
But why are we not? Why are we not putting on meets up in proper meets up in, in Scotland? Was it not like a? There was a meet in Glasgow, wasn't there? It was the um, Emirates one. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. So there's some there's some races happening, but that's really. But, tough, but, but it's only. But you know, it's all, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you put on like a five kilometers as well. Like, what, what do you? What's what's an elite and what's a? What do you define as an elite athlete? Oh, exactly. I think there must be like maybe there's like a, I don't know. You've got to be X percent of the the qualification, the Olympic qualification time yeah. to define yourself as an elite. You've got to be a national champion. Um, but I mean, you know, selfishly, for an ultra runner, I don't think there's anything for us. You know, no, no, that's I'm not. Thing. I'm not professional. I'm. I just do it for fun. Uh, but. Yeah, I, I, which is I, ridiculous because ultra running is is like one of the most socially distanced events I've seen. <laughs> yes, but well, anyway, well, let's not talk about lockdown. It's uh, you know too much, but it's far too depressing. Yeah, uh, you know things are going in the right direction. We've got a roadmap out of lockdown. Hopefully, things start improving. Hopefully, uh, it comes sooner than it it's, it says it's going to be, and and we can get some races on. Which Indeed. I suppose, you know, as, as an update for the, you know, some of the participants of the Murray Way series, the Dava Way uh, Ultra is due to be taking place on the 16th of April, which is going to serve some, some you know, lo- lo- lots of thinking from, from my, my, my race organising hat. And, uh, you know, I'll be making a decision on, on, you know, the outcome of that race. Uh, in the next couple of days, whether or not we, you know, completely, you know, cancel it. Uh, you know, keep it the same day and, and hope that things open up, which is a bit of a ridiculous uh, thing to do. <laughs> uh, or push it back, you know, push it back later on in the year, either, you know, uh, uh, within the actual race series uh, or push it back in the, you know, in the winter. So we'll see how things go and I'll be certainly communicating that out to all the registered runners, that's for sure. Um, it's a difficult time for you race organisers. I think you're you're kind of, I think you're very much stuck in a rock and a hard place, you know, and knowing you, how much you want to get this race going for the, the runners and for the running community and um, very much penned in by regulation, which is, uh, which is difficult. Yeah. So, yeah. So, well, that, Tommy, that's, uh, that's one minute to eight, but, you know, before what? we, before we go, we, funnily enough, we've, we've actually got some, some rants, don't we? Or we've got our rant. <laughs> a rant. Finally. Yeah. And actually, so on that listeners, Please, please, please send us your rants. We haven't really made a call for rants in a while, but if you want to, you can rant about anything. You can rant about your neighbour. You can rant about, you know, the first minister. You can rant about anyone you want. Send it. It doesn't have to be running related anymore. You know, all bets are off at the moment. <laughs> I'm trying to find this rant. Sorry, folks. Uh, but before the rant, though, uh, you, you know, this is a this is a terrible segue. Um, it's not even a segue. You, you, you had well actually it is because there's a rant coming from you the shoegate rant so yeah uh, so, uh, you, you know when i am um, <clears throat> when i log into facebook i usually get like you know i am or, or whatever that facebook page is i am a runner or something i was um, a runner yeah yeah so you know tommy always flags oh, up he's commented and uh you know three people spring to mind you chris richardson and cameron strack and all like right. So I can, so, you know, you guys are like the three musketeers when it comes to I that. Have to say, I have to say, right, in my, so in my defence, and this is a poor defence, I had, I re- genuinely, like, I had like a month of just not really being on Facebook. And then last month I got, I was, you know, delighted to be, uh, 
to be, I actually, this is a, another bit of news, which I'm super well, proud I, about. I was, club... was going to say this. So, folks, I'll, I don't want you to blow you on because I, <laughs> I, I, I was meant to This say is that. why I came back on Facebook, you see. Exactly. To do that well, post. Folks, um, I'm proud to announce that Tommy has been awarded a, a lifetime membership at Metro Aberdeen Running Club. So congratulations uh, from myself and the listeners will no doubt, no doubt be giving you a round of applause as they're running up a hill or running in the city. Um, thank you. So, I was, yeah. Thank you, yeah. I was super chuffed. So I, and, I, and it was, you know, there was a, you know, it's a member of the club a long time, very much pleased to be involved with it over the years and drive a, I think, I think gen, drive a bit of change in terms of the last sort of 10 years in terms of some performance mindsets and whatnot. But anyway, I came, I went back onto Facebook after quite a while off, just no reason of being off apart from I couldn't really be bothered going on to it, just to put up a post to say thanks to the club, really appreciate it. And you know what, it's funny, since I went on there, that day I went on, I happened to go on to I Was Around a Runner. And I've, and that's like two weeks now where I just seem to be like, keep going down these rabbit holes of social media where you start following a post. And that group, which should be just renamed like Grumpy 80, 80s <laughs> Hard Men, like it's just a collection of, of men and women who are against shoes. That seems to be it. Like it's, it's an utter terrible forum. And I should just leave it because... The people, the opinions people put in there, they're just anyway. And Elliot Giles, who broke the British uh, indoor record for 1500, I think it was, was it 1500 or 800? What, 800. It was 800, that was it. Yeah, and of course, first reaction everyone is, Oh, he's not as good as Co because he's got fast shoes on, and all the care. So, what I want to raise on the show is Shoegate seems to have exploded again because times are being dropped, and it's gone from being, Oh, there's not a level playing field because only Nike athletes have it now. All the now, all the shoes now, everyone has the shoes. For a while, there was, oh, it's expensive shoes. It's not fair and people can't afford them. The shoes are pretty accessible now. You can get a pair of Zoom flies with a carbon plate on them for about 100 quid, which is what you'd be paying for a racer anyway. Yeah. So now that argument's gone. And now it's just, you're just left with this grumpiness like, oh, oh but that, we were better in our day because we trained harder. But you know what? Five, 10 years ago, I remember just hearing from, oh, runners these days aren't as good as we, we used to be because we used to train harder. Do you know what? Maybe we are training as hard as you, are, you were back then. And, you know, I'm going to say it. I've said this on here before. Nobody is denying these shoes bring improvement. But these people have got their head up their arse and are just like, they're talking about putting, these people are wanting to put asterisks against times. You might as well just say, honestly, save yourself the, save yourself the hassle of typing an asterisk and just say, any time after 2017 has a pair of carbon plated shoes. You go to a local park run and everyone's in them. I mean, yeah. it's, it's also, I mean, if you're going to go down that road, you might as well say, let's take every time that was run on a cinder track and, and then after that is an asterisk because a tartan tracks faster or every athlete who's, who's had access to um, a recovery drink, a pro, you know, proper recovery. Or what about, oh, that guy's got access to, uh, he gets to go altitude training. Back in the day, airplanes weren't involved when I was a young lad training, so we couldn't fly into train at altitude. That guy had cherry juice for his breakfast. Exactly. It's, it's just, uh, it's just like, it feels like such a whine and, I uh, we talk. I know we talk, and what's hilarious? These people have got a bay on their bonnet by the last like year or so. I feel like saying to them, "Listen to the 2017 was it TRS Christmas special? Like this is not a new subject. We talked yeah. about this a long time ago, and I'm, yeah, and yeah, obviously yeah. this is it's like they're so they don't even understand the sh- they call them cheat shoes and magic magic shoes. None of them are even I've even got any idea about what it is. Whether it, are you annoyed with the plate or the or the foam combination? And I'm, I'm just like, honestly, I'm, 
I'm fed up of fed up of he- reading and seeing that shit. So I need to get off that forum. Exactly. Look at this. I was Honestly, I was biting. I, this? <laughs> it comes directly from the soul. The other day I was sitting yeah. on the couch. I was sitting on the couch one evening and I'm like shaking my head and feels like what 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 have you done? I'm like, oh, uh-huh. I've taken I've bitten. Like, you know, and it's I'm not writing anything controversial, but I feel like it, I'm actually ashamed that I feel the need to just fight. But these guys are <laughs> idiots. If you are and a person who listens to who, who listens to the show and listen to this and you've you've ever written something in fact you know what, i'm going to be even more broad brush if you're listening to the show and you think that people who are running times now in uh in the new generation of shoes are not training hard enough or are cheating then i don't know please 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 write in with your nonsense reasoning so we can tear it apart on the show because i'm do you not think we should be focusing on drug cheats rather than shoe cheats? Exactly, Kyle. Like, exactly. Because that is illegal. And shoes, these shoes, unfortunately, folks, it's the root, like, they're legal. They're so illegal, exactly. Exactly. I see, you know, I'm, I, I like, I like watching, you know, watching sport running and, you know, and on some of the social media posts and things. But the shoe, the, the shoe debate's just getting boring now. It's, it's so not boring. Going away, folks, is it? You know, like, just if you can't beat him, just join him. If you're exactly. really that, you know, that upset about it, just get yourself a pair and just racing them. That's what I'm gonna do, you know, because everyone else will do it. So uh and but at the same time, you know, I'm I, I if I want to race in a pure pure shoe, then that's up to me. You still got the choice. It's whether exactly. the um, you know, go with the you know, go but, go go with what you, what the best shoe is out there, and the the one that's going to give you the best performance enhancement. You've still got to execute. I've I have a nightmare in a pair of uh, a pair of Vaporflies. First time I wear them, I think I've said this before in the podcast. I went in with two thirty nine PB into London, thought I'm going to run two thirty five today. Training going well, run seventy two uh, minutes for a half. Thought I'm going to crush this, and just didn't just didn't get it right in the day. Thought I was in better shape than I was. Didn't execute very well. Uh, came in holding at like two forty one, and you know, which is a solid run in hindsight. But yeah. I was just a bit like, I think that people have got this idea that you put these shoes on at any distance, and you just, they basically just hand you out like a world record at the finish. Ah, is that it? But they don't. Anyway, so, they don't. Anyway, let's get this other run. Um, I'm going to name him because he's he's not giving us, uh, you know, any, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, he's not requested anonymity. Anonymity. I can't even say say the anonymity. word. Anonymity. Nonimity. There you go. Uh, maybe you should read this, Tommy. Hi, guys. I hope you're well. Can I get something off my chest? A rant, if you will. Any questions regarding any future races? When anyone asks if such or such a race is going ahead on my social media platform, <laughs> why is there always some wee rain cloud that feels the need to tell the world that they can't see any races going ahead this year? These folks must be brilliant <laughs> in the night out. <laughs> <laughs> no night outs mind you uh, gotta be positive and hope the vaccines continue at pace and at some point get a race at some point this year the prospect of the muddy coastal 50 which is uh, you know we plug there thanks David or the Loch Ness marathons are my sole glimmers of hope please tell the Ab- please tell Abdi to keep the positive vibes going <laughs> I for one will continue to keep the faith loving the content thanks for the- keeping my motivation going it's truly appreciated Dave Wilson Smiley lad, Dave. Who's Good Abdi? Lad, is it, yeah. Abdi's, the, Abdi's the guy who trains with Mo, right? Yeah, this is it. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> he's, I uh, agree with you, David, full heartedly. Honestly, yeah. like that is that that whole that just everything about COVID that that negative that oh I don't see anything like that happening for too long. 
it's like seriously thanks for giving me zero thanks for wasting my time by sharing that thought <laughs> but you know what david you know david uh, you know he's he's got the, the ethos that tartan running shorts want to provide to you listeners is positivity hope and uh you know just living in the moment as well as as i'm, I'm sure all you are right now while you're going on your runs just switch off enjoy the content enjoy just being outside or being on your treadmill or just running the beauty of it and uh yeah well you'll get the races when they come no doubt so exactly uh, if you were to if you were to replace boris and nicholas sturgeon with kyle and i on a podium the podium would read a slightly different slogan it would read go for a run drink a beer wear vapor flies good night <laughs> that would be it finish i love it well on that note I think we'll, uh, we'll, 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 we'll kind of round the show off, folks. So if you do want to get in contact with us, you can. Uh, it's what's our, what's our email address? Our email address is tartanrunningshorts at gmail.com. Our Facebook is at tartanrunningshorts. Our Instagram is at tartanrunningshorts. And our Twitter is at tartanshorts. And as always, leave us a review as well. And, uh, you know, that'll give us uh, some cred in the world of podcasts and running podcasts. One yeah. thing I'm going to ask the listeners, right? So I looked at the top 100 podcasts on Apple, right? And we're not in it, which baffles me looking at our stats on SoundCloud. Now, Tommy, why is that? Like, because I've looked at them and, you know, I've got to say, I've got, without a doubt, I know that our, our numbers are a lot higher in terms of, no, no disrespect to some of the other podcast platforms at all. You sure? And, I, uh, I think, I don't know, man. I, I mean, aren't, we've got, our numbers are great. 2,000 listeners a week is fantastic. And we're delighted by every single listener we have. But I think some of these shows, I mean, I once heard Marathon Talk is like 20,000 listeners a week. Aye, but they're, they're high up and that's fine. Like, you know, um, but... I'm, that's, that's not a big... Marathon Talk can't be a massive podcast either. Think about like yeah. Peter Crouch. Is, they must, he must be pulling in hundreds of thousands. I think there must be something we're not doing. Whether or not we're not tagging... The, I don't know. Mm. But anyway, if any fancy pants, geeky listeners who know anything about podcasting wants to give us some advice on there, uh, and I don't really care, you know, I don't really care if it's not in the, the top 100, but, uh, you know, we want to, we do certainly want to give everyone the opportunity to listen to what our content is. Maybe not our rambling, but certainly the interviewees. Uh, so, so, yeah, if anyone knows anything, and this is what I'm, you know, this is what I'm leading to. We are... Um, you know, maybe not an apprentice, but we are looking to expand tartan running shorts uh, mm-hmm. in the next couple of months. So we've got some some massive, huge plans, which uh, I'm sure you guys will certainly be excited to to, to hear about. And, uh, and there's going to be a lot more. Um, what would you say? Maybe involvement, listener involvement. I would say, yeah, like community engagement and all that sort of thing. Yeah. So it's uh, it's but we're, not, we're just giving you a little tease for just now. Um, but yeah, watch us space, folks. We should maybe do a dedicated episode on the when we have a slow week of news. We'll just say, we'll just do a dedicated forty-five minutes on the plan. Ah, definitely, definitely. Right, well, folks, that's ten minutes past eight now. We did say we finish at eight o'clock, so Fiona and or nine and Fiona are kicking past. off at the moment. You know, waiting to press play on the remote, so we you know we better we better crack on and finish. You know, wrap this thing up. So, Tommy, how's your week looking? In ten words. Give it in one hot, yeah. That's it. It's looking hot in terms of sessions. It's looking hot in terms of weather, and uh, I was and I'm a, we're in a project break at work at the minute, so it's a little bit uh, 
a little bit more time to relax, which is good. How about you? What's what's what holds the rest of the week for you? Uh, mine's mine's looking, you know, not in ten words, uh, maybe twenty. It's looking dynamic. It's looking varied. It's looking exciting. Um, you know, and, and you know, combine that with some training, uh, spending time with the big man uh, in in Debbie. So yeah, you know, I'm just yeah enjoying the the time. You know, I've got I've just coaching as well. That's you know, let's speak to some of those guys, uh, some of my athletes, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm really really enjoying my time just now. So. Yeah. And, on 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 that note of coaching, just to because I'll forget if I don't say it now. This ultra I talked about in the summer, and we're gonna need we're gonna need uh, you to give me some coaching through to that, so that can be some kind of uh, right. we can we can pl- we can we can share that experience with the listeners. The highs and I love that. it. I love it. Well, you know, I'm your man. Uh, you know, maybe we shouldn't announce that publicly in in case things go tits up for you. But <laughs> that's the risk. I'm I'm willing Pretty to take. advert. Go and buy your past history in the last year. Well, yeah, true. You have to come and you, the, the only, I guess, the main caveat would be you'd have to come and crew as well. That might be oh, well, I, you know, you've crewed for me and I'll crew for you. So nice. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. <laughs> right, folks, thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoyed this the episode. And as Tommy always says, get out and run.